Curating a life of joy that is authentic, bold, and purposeful takes courage and confidence. The Joy Curator is a business brand, podcast, and lifestyle, and I'm your host, Kimberly Joy Evans, entertaining enthusiast, girl mama, and business consultant for heart-centered women specializing in PR, content creation, marketing strategies, business systems, time management, and making it fun. Join me for happy hour as I bring you conversations with entrepreneurs, tastemakers, and extraordinary world changers who have gotten to where they are through their authenticity, truth-telling, and commitment to showing up. I'm here to show you how to expand your confidence, your life, and business as I navigate day-to-day life alongside with you, even when it's hard. No matter who you are, where you are from, or what you do for a living, my hope is that you will feel challenged to look within yourself, feel inspired, change your fears for courage, and know that you have a choice on how you show up. So let's curate some joy. Today on the Joy Curator Podcast, I am delighted to have my friend, business colleague, and well woman, Tammy Zadunik with me. Tammy is the founder of The Well Collaborative, and she co-owns it with two other amazing women. And today we are going to be diving in to the story about how The Well Collab started. You are going to want to hear this and how it has evolved over the past five years, made it through a pandemic and how and why The Well Collab exists. The Well Collab facilitates connection like nothing I've ever been a part of before in my 20 years in business. And it's just a known fact that when women come together, big things happen. Creativity and inspiration radiates, partnerships and relationships emerge, and empathetic and intuitive action kicks into high gear. We were never meant to do life alone, and that is the Well motto. So... Join us as we hear a very raw version of the way the well started and the journey that Tammy has been on through the highs and lows and why this work continues to be so important to her and how you can start understanding what your purpose is and really start feeling more aligned with what you are meant to do on this earth. I think there are so many things that um, have happened in the last five years that not everybody necessarily knows. And I always think it's really important to be able to share the full story. And I think that's been such a huge part of your own personal growth and like Mm -hmm. leaning into values, what we're about to talk about today, that I hope that everyone who is listening is going to be able to see pieces of their own story and how the importance of having values and leaning into them um, can really shape the way you grow in your life and in your business. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we don't know. I think there's a lot of pressure to know know your purpose. And something Leanne said to me that was interesting is it's not so much like knowing what your purpose is, but like, what is the purpose of Mm. everything that you're doing, Mm -hmm. of the direction you're going, of the choices you're making? What is the purpose? What is the sort of end goal result? Is it in line with your values and who you are? And I think a large part of me didn't know a lot about myself when I started The Well. 
And I think the well taught me a lot about who I am as a person and what I can manage, Mm -hmm. what scares me, why I'm afraid of it, what I really want to do. Like I remember, and we'll go to the start, but I remember at the start of opening the well, probably six months in, I was like so tired of all like the administration and like financial and signing things and figuring out all those things in business that I really don't like about business. And I said to someone, and I don't know who, if it was Margaret or you or who it was, but I said, I just want to talk to women for a living. Mm -hmm. Like I knew that my purpose was women at that point and, and letting them be themselves. But I had no idea that that's what I was doing or would do or how that would come together. I think lots of times we know what we know what we want, we know what we love, we know what we like, but we don't know how it's going to play out. Yeah. Oh, and I think the best part about this story today that we're going to share is we're still in the middle. We are in the middle. We're still Sorry in the middle. Um, and the full final product of what the well will be is still to come. Yeah. And I think it's important to share things in the middle because I think sometimes we're scared to share things partway through because we want it to be like wrapped up and tied with a pretty bow before we share it to be like, da 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 da, here's the <laughs> ending, right? But the funny thing about the well is we, I feel like we created it so that women could share yeah. the beginning, the middle and the ta-da moments. Yep. And all of them repeatedly throughout month to month. Yes. Because you're constantly having that every month when you're in business or Mm -hmm. following your passion or pursuing your purpose or whatever it is, you're always going to be hitting those roadblocks. What am I doing? Why am I doing this? What's happening? Readjust, realign, start again. Yeah. And to recognize that that is the process. That's normal. There's something wrong with that. Yeah. If that's I'm like having an aha moment right now as we're talking about this. Um, If that is happening to Mm -hmm. you, that is perfectly normal. And you're actually in the right space you're yes. doing the right thing yeah I love that okay so okay let's the beginning. back up to the beginning so the year is 2018, 2018 and you have a dream that you want to <laughs> that I don't know that, what it that is. you don't know what it is but you well let's start from there okay. start from there because I I remember having this conversation with you in 2017 yeah prior to this all you're right happening And you had shared with me that you had this idea of what you didn't know what the idea really even fully was yet. You just knew that you were wanting to somehow connect women together in some sort of, we'll use the word club for lack of a better term, but just, and I had just moved back to Saskatoon and was like, wow, this sounds like a great Mm -hmm. way to connect. I was feeling quite disconnected and I was like, yeah, like this sounds amazing. Keep me posted on what's happening with all of this. And then it kind of just evolved. Yeah. I think I almost forget about that, that Mm -hmm. I always had this drive to create space for women to connect authentically and be themselves and collaborate on things, like have ideas and see them through whether they're successful or not. Mm -hmm. Like it was never about, it's never been about success as the world defines, like this specific version that we all think we have to attain to. It's always about what we're learning along the way and who we're meeting along the way and how we're feeling and what we're producing and like producing in the sense of what we're birthing, what we're doing, what's happening. Yeah. What are we seeing the result of this idea that we have? And I would always see these covers of magazines with women, a group of women, and I'm so drawn to that. I just want to gather women together in a group and I don't even know why. Hmm. 
I just know that I'm so drawn to doing that. And that, that with space, physical space. Well, I think partly is with circumstances that have just like happened in your life where you've maybe yeah, not sure. always felt like there's been a fit with yeah. certain things that has like drawn you to want to create Yes. What wasn't there for you? Kind of for all the people who, all the women who didn't feel like they could belong in, mm. in that space. And I think we have so many networking groups. We're a part of these groups. Yeah. We go network at these places. There's so many networking groups that are really about sort of the pitch, the perfect pitch, introducing yourself, getting business, growing. And it's really in that kind of patriarchal, masculine um, growth, linear growth. And growth is very cyclical. It's very much in line for women with our cycles and our life and our seasons. And we forget because we're in these environments all the time that weren't made for us. And they're, they're housed. Women are living in, and functioning in these environments. And these environments aren't bad. They're just only one part yeah. of the way that. And I wanted this environment that felt like we could embrace screwing up. Yeah. And doing it wrong and getting it wrong and saying the wrong thing and introducing ourselves wrong and just, or doing it great, but it didn't matter. It wasn't about that. And you know, we've always said with the well, it's about who you are more than what you do. And that's, I feel like, so I wanted the space that was about who people were and the relationships they would build there. Yes. And that that was the defining reason that they would want to be there and connect there. And it's hard work. So I knew that I was going into something that was hard work and I knew bringing women around a table. So we leased the space, not knowing what we were going to do. Right. So this is the part that yeah. I love because I think anyone listening who is feeling like they have an idea percolating and they just feel like they have to have it all figured out, which we're not saying jump into something either because that can also, you know, not always be necessarily the right thing, but feel what feels right for you. Yeah. But you guys were essentially kind of jumping in. So you and Tamara were, were deciding that you wanted a photography space. We and wanted to knew. pay the rent. We had to pay the rent on our photography studio. Yeah. And I knew that I wanted to gather women and Tamara was in line with that. Yeah. We really liked, um, we liked sort of like breathing life into women, like encouraging them. So we created these circle conversations, coffee and connections still called the same. Yep. And we would have a topic and every woman would share on the topic. Mm -hmm. And there were rules like don't interrupt each other. And I don't even know if we had those rules at the start, but we kind of created them as we saw things happen. But the women were amazing, wise, brilliant. We would cry. We would always have these huge aha moments when women come around the table, mm -hmm. come around the well and share. And that's, you know, a part of the name too was really about women sharing stories around the well without judgment without condemnation, without um, trying to fix each other. So just accepting one another for who we are. And that was really, that is, if there's going to be a base of the well, it was that bringing women together to have conversation or to experiment on an idea or to try something in community without expectation mm. of each other or if even the end result. Yeah. So we started hearing women's needs and that's interesting too, because it was probably, it was like February, March, April, May. And we kind of, we saw where this was going. We saw where this could go. We had a, we'd sometimes have no, like too many women at the table. Yeah. There's never too many women, but there were, there was, the space was not big. And the amount of time we'd allotted for this didn't necessarily allow for all those voices to be mm -hmm. heard. And that's important to us. I mean, we always run into that problem and that's a good problem to yes. have, but we realized that I had a much bigger vision for this than Tamara. And she, her, those are her words. So I just want to give honor her. She was like, I could see where you wanted to take this 
And that's not what I wanted for my life. Mm -hmm. And what a great realization to have. And Tamara always really understood her purpose. And she was, you know, we, it's interesting. We'd had our mentor, Leanne, and Leanne was talking to us every, quite frequently, week, month, and coaching us on the well, helping us start this business. And um, that we had a meeting because I was saying I was going to take July off for the summer because mm-hmm. I always take July off and I didn't yeah. care that I started a new business. Yeah. I was taking July off <laughs> since I gave up weddings. That's what yeah. I was doing. And um, I had vocalized that. And then during that meeting, you could tell that like there was some unsettledness with the partnership. I'll get back to the show in just a moment. How are you taking control of your schedule instead of your schedule taking control of you? Well, for me and my life and business, I use Asana. Asana is an easy to use online platform that helps you manage projects, tasks, and everything in between. Focus on what's important and organize it all in one place for seamless collaboration. Whether you are a team of one or 100, Asana will help you keep track and allow you to create more freedom and joy in your schedule. Click the link in the show notes for a free 30-day trial to see how Asana can elevate your business today. Let me guess, every time you try to relax, you feel guilty, maybe even lazy, like you should be doing something more productive instead, or maybe you're just feeling overwhelmed and easily distracted. Should I check emails, respond to texts, answer that Instagram message? You want to be present with your family, but when you're with them, you're thinking of what you need to remember to do for work later once the kids are in bed. You feel like you're working all the time, but never getting ahead. Your bank account and your joy meter are just not aligning. Girl, you're not alone. So many smart, hardworking, and brilliant women like you are stuck in the same cycle of overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I was there too, and when it creeps back up on me, I now know how to make it stop fast. I reveal it all and create a step-by-step simple process specific to your life and business in the Joy Curator 12-Week Signature Program. I know, I know there are lots of things that may be stopping you from committing, but if you are ready to feel more energized, confident, and excited about your life and business, and are ready to actively take ownership for up-leveling, increasing your revenue and joy, then just take the plunge. 12 weeks surrounded by support to take back your life, find joy in your business again, and spend more time deciding on what actually brings you joy instead of just working in circles. As a listener of the Joy Curator podcast, use the code JUMPFORJOY300 to get $300 off this signature program. And now, back to the show. And I just want to say partnership is hard. It's hard. And I know there's women out there who are in partnership within business, and it's hard. And we can just do the best we can, too. We could have a whole episode just on, we will. on that. Sometime yeah. we will. Just to deal with things with grace and extend grace to people. But again, being even an opportunity to act as we really try as well women to be able to have those hard conversations, even when it's hard yeah. and difficult. Hands open, you know, just yeah. hands open is how I was. So we, we anyways, without going into details, we ended that conversation, that meeting, and then um, kind of knew that things needed to shift. And Tamara had decided to take a few months off to process and just to decide what she wanted for her life. And I took July off. And Leanne had said to me, probably the week after the meeting, she said, just so you know, um, I knew like from God, he told me that Tamara wasn't going to stay. I just want to give you a little forewarning. I was like, okay. 
Okay. I mean, I wasn't like, okay. Right. But I was like, okay. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not good, but okay. Like I understand God has a plan for my life and I can move forward with trust and faith. So I will just move forward with faith and trust. And he, and ultimately, yeah, she did end up leaving at the end of August, but I kind of knew I was running it on my own by then. And women stepped in, women stepped in and they brought their expertise and they brought their skills and they volunteered for me to run the well, knowing I was on my own and I had this five-year lease and this $20,000 loan, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot when it's your first lease and your first, or sorry, it was a three-year lease and a $20,000 loan. It's a lot when you're not sure what you're doing, Mm -hmm. what direction this is going to go. And it was mainly your photography paying for it. But now there's this community you're starting. And what is this community? And I just knew that the community had to happen. I didn't know how it was going to happen or what I needed to do or who would come along. But uh, when I asked myself, do you want to continue? You don't have to continue. You and Tamara can both step aside and, and let this go. And I was like, there's no way. There's too much that needs to happen with the well still. I am not near finished. Hmm. So the women came and they helped me. And you were one of those women that we had that meeting at Venn. And we talked about, and I knew there was going to be a huge aspect of the well that you were a part of, but I didn't know how. And then when Tamara left, we knew that that opened up this Mm -hmm. opportunity for you to step in in a larger way, even, even not knowing what that would be. Yeah. And totally not knowing what that would be. Yeah. But also just feeling really drawn to what you were creating like that, that was very appealing to me and aligned with my values also. So I was able to kind of look at it at that point And I knew what I, I knew what was already filling my bucket from being a part of some of the stuff that had been going on there and knew I wanted more of that and knew I didn't want that to go away. And I think that's what other women stepping in felt also, because that was how we knew we could support you was how do we make this stay? (laughs) You know, and it's so much like the way women do community. Mm-hmm. We're just, okay, I can do this. I can do yeah. this. I can do this. And we all just come together and we just make it happen. Mm-hmm. And that's how the well felt. It felt built by its community. Yes. I technically was the owner, founder, co-founder, founder, but then it was all of a sudden just all these community members stepping in and helping me out. And then yeah. we ended up growing the well and bringing on other owners, which we still have owners now on the well too. And that was sort of me really feeling like I didn't have the skill set to grow it and I needed certain skills and bringing women in as co-owners, shareholders for essentially a trade for their skills. Well, yeah. And it kind of just took you back to a place of not feeling like the, the goal was so that you didn't have to feel sort of this all the weight on your shoulders by yourself. Because when you first start something, even just leasing the space as a photography studio initially, there was somebody else, right? Like there was like, you only had to be responsible for 50% of what maybe could have gone wrong. You know, if you're looking at it that way, but I think that's the part that was like able to lift some of that weight. So, okay. So we've got these owners on here now and we're, we're, this is 2018. So now we're getting to pandemic time. Basically we signed... And the pandemic hit. Yeah. Into, so it, this is over. So the stories we're telling are kind of over the course of a year and a half, two yeah. years. Everything just kind of takes time. I don't know how we financially 
Yeah, so you had this beautiful, like, but small space <laughs> that was um, in Saskatoon, Broadway so area. Beautiful. It was so beautiful, not just where, I think it, lots of people often still just think of that as the they well, because it just space. was like that space. But yeah. so pandemic hits and everybody in every industry across the entire world is trying to make very difficult decisions about every single thing. And so you kind of, I mean, at this point, women are coming into this space before the pandemic. Women are coming in this space to co-work. Yeah. Women are coming into this space to do photo, have, shoots. To do photo shoots. Like it's rentable. Host events. Host events. Coffee all connections. Like done. everything is happening it's, in here. It's all, pandemic hits, it's all done. Yeah. So what were you, so what happened in that, in that moment? Of, I went into super woman mode. Mm. because that's how I respond to crisis. Mm. Because like I said, with my ADHD, it's like I've been waiting my whole life for this. <laughs> Finally. Trained, suited up, costumes already under here. Tammy, I had blazer. it all figured yeah. out. I was waiting, just waiting for something to hit that I could step if into. only there was a world pandemic where I could really rip my blazer off and let my costume out. Yes. <laughs> and the well superwoman was born. Here she is. Um, one thing I want to note, though, before the pandemic, it was actually the very last Seeds for Dreams in, it was January or February. Yes. We pitched and we won. So we won $12,000. And I swear to you, that's what carried us through the pandemic. <laughs> So we won this money and we got to use it to grow the well. Of course, it was to sustain the well because the pandemic hit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just instantly went into, I'm not going to let the women stop connecting. Because one thing I know with myself, and this goes aligns with my purpose, is that it is about relationships. It is about connection and providing that for women. And women, I was not going to let them down. Mm. I didn't want to lose the community over this stupid pandemic. And we didn't know how long it was going to last. Yeah. And everyone was reacting differently to it. And we were trying to be that open, non-judgmental space that we've always been very accepting and just providing ways that women could still be a part of the community without having to have it contradict their own morals, values, or their own decision making within that time. Yeah. I think we held that together quite well. We had a few moments where we had to make decisions when we were coming back to live events. That was hard. Yeah. And we mainly just went with the law. We yeah. just sort of followed the law. Because yeah. we, we are, at the end of the day, law-abiding citizens. Yes. I'm a rebel, but not yeah. in that way. <laughs> like, I don't want a ticket. That's right. Yeah. You like to be under the radar, but no ticket. Yeah. Thank you. That's right where I, like, walk the line. Walk the line. So... Um, how was the decision made <laughs> to get rid of the, the current space, space oh, and yeah. move to... Oh, this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's go there. Oh, let's go there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the main reason that I needed to leave the space we were currently in, because honestly, that space was perfect. It was so beautiful. It was so great. We did so much beautiful work to it was that it didn't have an exit. It didn't have a second exit. Yeah, it felt actually, very unsafe. speaking of rules and regulations, it actually wasn't safe. <laughs> it wasn't safe. Yeah. And I think it it kind of flies under the radar because the, it was an old, old building that existed as a rental space before those regulations came into place. Yes. So I think it kind of is like grandfathered into, um, I just wanted a window that would open. I remember one time reaching out and being like, can you just provide me with like a window that opens? I can right. put like a fire escape out there, like a ladder. Just yeah. so I know that if there's a fire up the stairwell, the one way that we can exit, I can then 
not die. Right. And I can like by blasting through a window that doesn't open and landing yeah, on the side. Because I'm going below. to blast through the window. Yes. Because I'm gonna hit it, take a chair and yes. smack it through the window. But I would rather not get shard like all yes. cut up on, in the process. Um no, that was a no. That was a hard no. Okay. That was a hard no. And then enter Tammy enters the world of weird legalities with like leasing. Yeah. Like the human element seems to be removed from that entire process and concept. Yeah. Like, especially with what you just described. I can pay, I can put money towards it. It's just a hard no to the second exit. Okay. I was like, I can blast through the back of the building onto the rooftop of the building next door and we can exit that way. Nope. Nope. Not going to happen. Also hard no. no. Yeah. So that didn't work for me. Long story short, that didn't work for me. That didn't work for you. Yeah. So good questions to ask when you're leasing. That was my first lease I ever signed. I had rented spaces before, but never in like oh, a long-term like lease. Expert. You're like an expert now of like yeah, what to ask. I have a few so, other things. <laughs> so once you made that, like, so once that wasn't we we sitting well leave. with you, we, we knew we had, had to, to leave. leave. And so then did the, so this is in the pandemic already though. Yeah, the timeline it is because we moved during the pandemic. Yeah. So just decided wow. in a different space. And so then you found this other space. 2021, and, we moved. We yeah. found a space 2020 at the end of the year. We we moved in 2021. So already space. kind of getting to the outskirts of the pandemic, kind of. Kind of. Sort of. Kind I of. mean, there's another wave, Not but year, you know, but yeah. all the waves. Sure, but sure. yeah, you you didn't do this right in 2020. Like you, this was already like, okay, we're yeah, kind we of knew, partially through already. We knew we were going to have events with masks. We yeah. knew we were getting back into that. But I think still what's interesting is that still at this point, even though we had moved some of the programming to be virtual, mm-hmm. like where we were meeting mm-hmm. online, that was never a part of the of the no, programming prior to the no. pandemic. So it was really the pandemic that brought that into the space of possibility. It was. For us. It opened doors. Yeah. And then deciding, like I think your headspace, I would imagine, was still in the space of, well, we're just going to go back to having our in-person events again. Like yes. this is a season and yeah. these virtual events are like a means to yes. making this happen, but, but that's then, not going to be the case. But then, but then I think I realized that we could connect with a much wider audience if, and we could connect with women who weren't necessarily just local. Yeah. If we had with this virtual, it just felt like it opened a lot of doors. And then I, I don't know, we, we really, it was interesting with the second space because we really felt called and like, multiple people were affirming it. Like we felt like we were supposed to go to this second space and I'm still confused about it. Kimberly, you know Uh, that. And uh we'll share about it here, but I still, you know, so let me process it out loud. Yeah. So we got, we ended up hearing, I had phoned because I was inquiring about renting the space for Coffee and Connection for events. Right. I had noticed, oh, there's this cute little space in Riversdale and I want to like get it for some events. I phoned and they said, actually, we're leaving. Do you want to sublease it? And I just felt like this was amazing. This was like, oh my God, this is like a yeah. dream space. It's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful building. And it really is like a new, a building that was like redone new. And we, I thought it would be perfect. So we went and looked at it. And of course my, the team and I went and it just, it was so great. It, it felt like exactly what we needed. The conversations with the landlords felt so good. We were talking about the community and the women and the outdoor courtyard and all the things. (laughs) And we moved in, we moved in, we did our painting, we did all of our stuff that we, and it was really fun. That was really fun. We had a bit of a collaborative approach member helped us do the design work and it was exciting. It was really exciting to be there. But what we quickly realized was it wasn't going to be a space that we could 
should I say, um, feel like welcome in. Does right. that maybe a good way to say it? Yeah. Well, and it very quickly turned based on the things that you had in verbal and written agreements because everything was mm-hmm. like done, like you were, you did this as a regular lease. Like you Listen, signed papers. Listen, I did papers. it better than the first lease. You did it better I did than it the first better. lease. Yes. Not perfect, yeah. The better. building was safe. The building the was very safe. The physical building was safe. Um, but you had a lot I of ideas. safety. Yes. And you had ideas of how you were envisioning this to yeah, go. That like you rentals. Very and clearly events. verbalized and it was yeah. in the lease and everything. But that very quickly shifted once papers yeah. were signed and life resumed with yeah. the well-being the tenants. We knew it wasn't going to work. We knew pretty quickly. I was a little thrown off because you know me with my rose-colored glasses and view of the world that everything's always going to go well and work in my favor. Well, and normally it's not. I was a little not, shocked. Yeah. And normally it's not quite so like... Usually there's like an incident of sorts that yeah, would maybe wasn't happen, like an incident. you know, no, to like cause this, no but there wasn't. No, no, it was just a switch seemed to flip. Yeah. And all of a sudden the building just was not gonna wasn't work for us. welcoming and wasn't going to work. And there was just a lot of limitations and the things that we were trying to do were not possible in that building. Yeah. And it didn't feel safe. Which and the well is all about. Which the so, well is all about. So it felt like a bit of a ironic situation that was, was going on. Yeah. And I think at first you were just like, okay, like you probably were like, what? am I making this up? Like, yeah. is this really happening? But we you had to make some really difficult decisions during this time because you noticed very quickly that this was really affecting every aspect of you. Like, oh my goodness. you were not okay. I was so not okay. And do you know what I really appreciate is when I told, when I talk to the team about it they said you're not okay that's then we're not staying there it was Mm. never are you sure do you think you can figure it out you know this is money we have a like contract they were like what do we need to do Mm. they just stepped up and met me where I was at and that has always constantly been the way of the well my women my girls and us to each other we believe what we say if I say something you believe me my, my member, the team believes me, the membership, we believe each other. I think mm-hmm. that's so powerful. I never felt like I had to explain myself as to why. I was going to say like almost like a no questions asked. It's a no questions like asked. we're here. You're not okay. What do we need to do to get you okay? Yeah. And that is the way I'm treated. Now, can you imagine being treated that way in every aspect of your, oh. like in business? Can yeah. you imagine being, tra- if corporate treated women that way and people, men, folks, all folk treated them Oh, you need that? Let's make let's figure out how we can do that. That's how we function at the well. Yeah. That's why we want to grow and be bigger and have people know because it's because you can have a business and be successful in your own terms, how you want that to look, and honor integrity and your values yeah. and your purpose. Well, and I think that's what makes this next part of the story so impactful yeah. is because you I mean, not throughout these difficult experiences with this um landlord and this whole situation that happened realized that there were things within the well and things within this space specifically that were just not leaning into your values anymore, nor the values of the well. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't aligning like you had thought it was going to even a month or two before that. Almost like we, we just went, we just peeled it back, went back to the basics. What do we need? What do we need in order to honor the values of the well? Yeah. Let's do that. Let's get rid of anything excess, anything extra. Let's just simplify it. Well, because there was a lot of things that had to happen. Like the space was bigger. Yeah. The space was more expensive yeah. than the previous smaller space. And even in that space, there was things that had to be done. But yeah. there were things that sort of had to be brought in, like 
rental bookings that mm-hmm. people could book the space to do their own stuff to it just as a way to add some revenue to yeah. it like that added a lot of extra time, time energy, energy you know all those things <laughs> that weren't necessarily not in alignment because you really did want to connect people so that yeah. did align but that whole piece of it like you weren't wishing to open a rental facility no like that wasn't but the, the thing is like the dream is still there hmm. so it's interesting and that's what I find interesting about businesses you may get a full picture and you may not get that picture for 20 years so even though there is still a bigger picture for me, that doesn't mean I'm I'm patient. I'm okay with waiting. I don't have that um, that fear based hustle. So now I I see that things can come at the at the rate they're supposed to come. So even with when we left the space, we had to so we had to we had to dash. So we dashed legally in the sense that we were paying our rent, but we snuck out when the landlord wouldn't be home. It was like an operative. It was an operative. <laughs> I was in Yuma. I was literally I was literally in Yuma in the car yeah. when my phone rings. It's Leanne. Tammy, landlords are going to be on holidays. They just let me know. We're going to get out between this date and this date. We're going to pay rent. We're just yes. going to move and without the headache of the harass of the yes. like, what are they going to yes. say to us while we're moving because out? Because it was turning into I know I'm trying to not yes. say the word, but yes. Yes, it yes. was turning into a situation where you were feeling like there was going to need to be legal help involved. We were just going to do the thing that was best for us. Yeah. So we left, we moved out and while we were packing, this wonderful woman from the community said, "Hey, did you know that the space you're renting is listed for sale?" I was like, "Yes, we asked them to list it for sale." Yeah. <laughs> can I come and look at it? Is this going to be a conflict of interest? And I was like, no, actually we're here right now. Why don't you come down? Brilliant, brilliant, beautiful, how the world works in mysterious ways. Now she ended up being the owner of the building. We moved out. Yeah. She moved in, took it over, took over this building. Just these neat things that happen, these silver linings you never expect. And then we got a bit of a good thing too because we got some some of the you were money out of back. your you were out we of your lease. Of the money back we yeah out of our lease so brilliant things that happen when you when you trust for me i'm christian like i trust in god to like provide now everyone trusts in the universe different things that's fine but for me it was like i trusted i had to trust that god would provide an out and he did mm. but that was terrifying that was terrifying i had to i had to again it came down to money, not knowing if I was going to, not knowing what was going to happen. Yeah. So I think it, it is, there's a, there's a huge aspect of trust and letting go that we don't talk about a lot in business and trusting our intuition and our gut knowing, knowing that I physically can't be here anymore. Number one. Number two, I'm legally bound to be here. Number three, I just have to leave and hope it works out okay. Mm-hmm. Legally leave. I'm not saying dine it like dash without paying your rent. I'm just saying like I had to still do something that was a huge risk. And it worked out. So yeah. now we're out. Okay, let's let's leave that chapter That's behind. That's right. I chapter need to leave over. That but behind. what I do want to reflect oh. on during this time of this chapter <laughs> okay. is that you talked about being in like a pretty dark place. This was for really <laughs> hard for you for a year. And that did not just immediately stop once you guys left. Like it took okay. you a while after that to sort of feel like you were like getting back to yourself and and excited about the purpose of the well again. Okay, so it took it took a year. So this is what happened. So June 2022, mm-hmm. we, reached, we reached out to Kimberly and we were talking, the team was talking about how we needed, we weren't okay. Like I wasn't okay. I reached out to my team and I said, I'm not okay. Um, and they, of course, were lovely and loving. And we found a solution in Kimberly, who's here with me. Mm-hmm. 
to take over running the well, basically. I would still have certain tasks I had to do. Tahira, you know, Leanne, everyone would have certain tasks they had to do, but we grew, we brought a few people on. Essentially Jess. like the back end operations. And then Jess with marketing. Yeah. I could not, I could not do it. I was like, let's just close it. Like we're out of the lease. Everything's done. We can just stop. I didn't want to lose. Do you know what it was the key? I don't know if I told you this before, but the, the problem with that was that I knew the instant I closed it, I would start it up again. <laughs> I knew that because that's all I want to do. Because you didn't really want to close it. You just wanted the hard pain to go, pain away. To go away. I want the pain to go away. Yeah. So let's just burn this and start fresh, right? right? No, that we don't have to do that. We don't have to burn things to the ground all the time. Um, let's just take a second. Let's take yeah. a beat. It is not a fire. It is not a fire. Mm-hmm. So I really stepped away yeah. quite largely for six months Yeah, before I felt like I could step in at all. And then now, like, so then I shouldn't fast forward so much, but then it just took until this fall, this story, summer, a year, it took a year to feel excited again and feel like I could really re-engage and connect and see what we can do. So I, I want, I want you people listening to know, to know that you're not always going to feel happy about it. You're not always going to feel excited. That's why you have to know your purpose and your values. Because I knew that if I closed it, I would start it right back mm-hmm. up because I know that it's my purpose. It's in line with my purpose. And it's not the only thing, but it's one of the things that I'm really passionate about. So I had to find a way and you have to lean on people. And that's, again, what the well is about, leaning on each other, asking for help, telling the truth, mm-hmm. like saying, I'm not okay. I was not okay. I can't do this on my own. I can't do it on my own. And I found that since then, I've been able to be really much more vocal and honest mm. about where I'm at. Yeah. Like, remember when I was like, I won't be at working well. Yes. <laughs> Kimberly's like, I'm like, yeah, on it. I'm on it. You, you take your time. I'm there. I got you. You're covered. But you know what? There was a lot of incremental <laughs> things that happened in this past year oh my too, goodness. Yes. just in the sense of continuing to, because I think in business, it's really easy. And I am literally based on conversations you and I have even had you earlier today. I have had a lot of moments, even just today, as yeah. we're having this discussion yeah. that are like percolating through my mind about yeah. how it's so easy to think that when you are in a business, you need to have it be one certain way. And if you, I mean, all of us know from the pandemic that that isn't okay, but I feel like even now we're shortly thereafter the pandemic and I'm seeing so much stuff go back to the way that it was that people didn't want it to go back to, mm-hmm. but they're just naturally kind of tendencying towards going back to things rather than like, oh, wow, this was working so great for me during the pandemic and feeling like, okay, now because we're not in that crisis mode, now we can't continue doing things that way. And I think the well was no different. There was so much that shifted because the physical space was gone. There was no physical space for us to meet at or do things that even once we were allowed to do events in person again, we had to be creative on and I love it I right? like problem solving a problem with yes. creative in and creative I think way. those instru- yes. incremental things that happen with just recognizing how much this purpose could come out of the online community rather than thinking okay well we're only meeting online because we can't meet in yeah. person yeah we are online our online offerings even if you could never meet in person 
Like if you could never come to a pop-up coffee and connection or, a, you know, yeah. one of those events, like a well mixer. You could stay still fully you do connected. Not, you actually don't need at all to connect in person in terms of as a um, corporate community. You can message a bunch of people on Mighty Networks and ask if they want to meet in person. You can have a one-off coffee date, a Zoom coffee date. You can use Mighty Networks, which is our online, well, you know, you're all members, but our online way to connect with each other. You can... Um, attend now, especially with our Working Well podcast being delivered, the education being delivered through the podcast. You're listening to that. You're connecting online. You're doing a co-working hour online for accountability. Mm -hmm. It's like coaching. It's like a group, like a large community coaching program in a sense. Yeah. But we're really just like in it together. Yeah. It's more community than coaching, but definitely what we offer lends itself towards consulting and coaching for yeah. sure, for for business, for, for working women, for entrepreneurs. But yeah, I... I think what it did was it, it literally opened doors. It yeah. opened doors to women in the community who have physical spaces who want to share it. Because now we spaces. get to meet in their beautiful spaces yeah. and help bring awareness to... Why would we have a space? Like now when I think of it, I'm like, why did we ever... Because a lot of the things we do at The Well are very counter culture mm. and sort of not what people have done. Right. So it's hard to explain why we're doing what we're doing. But if it makes perfect sense to us, we'll get there. But I think even with well gathering spaces and having our events pop up in members spaces, it just makes so much more sense. It aligns with our vision and our values of amplifying our women's voices, mm -hmm. of helping them get promotion, them yeah. being seen, marketing for us, like having our name on their window. It's just, it's like so communal. Yeah. Well, it is. And I think that's what sort of brings this whole thing full circle is just the idea that even though it took and continues to take different mm -hmm. twists and turns yeah. that we don't always know. And we've had tons of ideas, even just in the last year, oh, yeah. that we've started moving forward on. And then all of a sudden, a little ways in, we're like, nope, nope. done, right? <laughs> X. And like, you just have the ability to do that, which is great. I love it. Um, but also lots of ideas that have been like, yeah. okay, this is great. We want to move in this direction and really leaning into it and seeing how it has shaped the community and yeah. like what we're building and growing and hearing what other women want. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that whole voice piece of That's just what like, it is for yeah. us. It's answering the calls of the women. It's what do they need? What do they want? Let's find a way to provide that that aligns with our values and our, yeah. you know, our purpose mm -hmm. still. So it makes sense with the well, but that we're listening. We're always listening. And well, and that this process too. And I think this is where I've, seen probably since you've been feeling more okay and like excited yeah. about mm -hmm. things again this process of that it is the journey of all of these things that makes this all worth it it's not just the fact that there's this fictitious end goal of no. that we still aren't aware we don't of. know what we it don't is. know what that is right now so we're like working towards like today's purpose but maybe next week there's something that pops up that we're like you know what this particular thing isn't quite sort of going this way so we need to like evolve shift. and shift and make I sure that it. it's aligning you know and I see that spark and that joy back yeah. in you mm -hmm. from what I remembered from the very 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 beginning when I this know. was just all starting and you had like stars in your eyes about what this yeah. could look like I think so many of the things that weren't in alignment for me are removed Hmm. And I'm now, and I have the people beside me who are really, really supportive. Yeah. I mean, I feel so supported in anything I, any decision or anything, I feel supported. And I feel like my team's willing to ask hard questions. Like, why are we doing that? Yeah. I love that. I, I used to hate that. 
I used to hate that. Now I love it. I used to see it as criticism. Now I'm like, yeah, why are we doing that? Because I don't have to sacrifice myself for a business anymore. Yes. Nobody has to sacrifice themselves for a business. Well, and you've done a lot of personal work Mm -hmm. to help yourself feel that sense of just being like, it's really hard to not get yourself intertwined with your business where anything that happens in your business, especially as solopreneurs, identity that your whole identity is wrapped in it. Somebody says no to something about your business and and you're immediately like, I'm a horrible person. I'm not worthy. I'm not like blah, blah, blah. All the ridiculous things we tell ourselves. Oh, that was my, that was the start. I mean, I still have to not know when members leave. Yeah. I, it's hard for me. And I, I just honestly, like I think, for some people, if you're in sales or whatever you're in, if someone refuses something you're offering, it's hard. You feel like it's a rejection. It's not. It's mm-hmm. it's just they don't need that right now. And I'm able to now be so much more light about all that stuff. And also, in a really logical sense, I have just taken that off my plate, that I don't yeah. need to deal with that. I can be very loving, whether someone's a member or not, or they were, or they weren't, or they're going to be, or whatever. It doesn't have to matter to me anymore in that same way because I'm not always in the day-to-day yeah notifications right notifications aren't really healthy for our mental health so if we can remove some notifications no matter what they are and especially if there's there's notifications that keep coming up that keep triggering you or creating trauma like small trauma I think just just find a different way Mm -hmm. you know we're not going to become these perfect people that can handle everything that comes our way we can, we can make it easier on ourselves. Yeah. We can find ways and systems to make it a little life a little bit easier. We don't always have to be like trudging through the hard. Yeah. So what would you say just as we bring this back to aligning with our values, what mm-hmm. would you say have been sort of some of the things like when you were maybe in that really hard season mm-hmm. and now today when you're sort of light feeling more light about your business and businesses and the things that you have going on in your personal and professional life what are some of the things that help you understand and connect to recognizing what those values are for you so that you can be more aware of where your yeses and your nos and your boundaries and we should I should do this or I shouldn't do this how do you find that clarity I think number one you need to your mind needs to be connected to your body in the sense of when you feel something in your body, mm. you need to listen to it. Just stop and write it down. Oh, I'm feeling like I feel nauseous. Like name it. I'm, I got my tummy feels tight. I'm tense. Oh, my, my feet are tensed up. Like just notice your body is telling you things and you need to listen to it and maybe don't even react to it. Maybe just write down what you're feeling, write down what your body is doing, what your thoughts are at that moment. Keep it as simple as that. I think I think we're just not aware mm-hmm. of what we need. And then I'm an external processor. So I externally process with someone, like find a safe person. That's the way I figured out most of this is just having safe people around me that I could talk to. Yeah. What, was that, what was your question? <laughs> No, you well, you're answering it. Just like what the steps are to take oh, yeah. to feel like you're more connected you with your values. To... So starting with being more yeah. aware and of just your... in touch with what's going on and not ignoring some of yeah. those physical signs. Because your your mind, your body will always show you what your physical thoughts are. Like you might not be able to recognize what you're thinking in the moment when you're feeling stressed or anxious or overwhelmed, 
but your body will always show you that you are feeling something. Mm. And if you can listen to it and just note it and then note how you're feeling, then maybe you can just do that and, and you have to be patient. And over the course of time, you might start to see things will be revealed to you as to like what your thoughts are. You'll start to notice that you're thinking something. Why was I thinking that? And then, oh, my tummy went tense when I thought that. And starting to just get to know yourself. I really think it's just that we don't know ourselves very much right now. We're very, and I think that culturally women weren't told to know themselves. We were told to ignore the way we're feeling Mm -hmm. and do what has to be done. But we need to start paying attention to what we're feeling, our physical feelings, symptoms, and wonder why we're feeling them. And I think if you just take it to that little piece of instead of ignoring, you just change it to wonder, you might have a lot of realizations. Mm -hmm. And then talk to someone about it because they'll go, oh yeah, me too. And then you'll figure it out together or you'll have realizations through conversation. I feel like a lot of the realizations I've had have come through the way we do circle conversation. Yeah. Either on working well and lot virtually or not, we, everyone takes a turn. And when you listen, you hear yourself in their voice and then you learn things about yourself. So I think being in community is like the number one way to get to know yourself. It's going to sound opposite because you think the number one way to get to know yourself would be by being alone. Right. But it's actually reflected back to you in community. It's like when you have children, you really get to know yourself because you, you have to. Yeah. Because it's like you're in war every day. You're like running a marathon every (laughs) freaking day. But I think it's, that's to me, it's that we, we need as women, we need to get to know ourselves and we need to believe ourselves and trust ourselves. That's how we get through these really hard things. Knowing that this isn't working for me. I'm not okay. And I have the gift of anxiety and mental illness. So I know really fast. And I have a lot of friends who don't have that. And they ignore a lot of signs because they can push through. You and I have talked about this extensively because I am one of those people. And I wasn't even thinking of you, but yeah, I don't, I cannot push through. I will crumble and die. You have seen me crumble. Yeah. I don't push through well. So it's a gift. I can't, I have to find another way. Yeah. So to me, that's what it is. It's getting to know ourselves, believing our, believing ourselves. And when someone says no, being like, no, I'm going to choose myself. I'm going to choose to believe myself in this situation. And the well provides like, that's what we provide a space to do that. We provide space. We believe you. When you tell us something, we believe you. We teach you to believe yourself. And I really think that's probably the most powerful thing that we do is we believe each other and then we we learn to trust ourselves. It would mean the world to me if you would take time to quickly subscribe, rate, and review the Joy Curator podcast on Apple Podcasts You can listen to the podcast on whatever platform you choose. Reviews are selected to be read on the show. And when you submit a review, you're automatically entered to win a prize just for writing a review. If you enjoy an episode and want to continue the conversation, I would love to see a screenshot on your Instagram stories and tag the Joy Curator podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of our Joy Curator community.